Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. It is Dr. G, and I am doing something a little bit different today. And this is going to be the first episode of 2022. I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the support over the last several years, because as you know, if you listen to last week's episode, you know that we have been on air for three years straight. Every single week, we have been getting together, talking about fear, talking about how we can overcome fear and emerge victoriously. And for that, I thank you because without you, there would be no show. If you didn't support the show, then we would not continue to want to keep coming back every week and sharing amazing, amazing content from some incredible, incredible people with you. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for everything. And so today I'm actually, as I'm recording this, I am live streaming it to the Facebook page as well as our brand new group that we started. And I'll talk a little bit more about that group. Uh, some very amazing, amazing women in this group. And I'm very grateful for everybody who has jumped on board and agreed to be a part of the community because I feel like it is something that is going to really help us to have an incredible, incredible 2022 and beyond. So I'm super excited about that. So I'm Dr. G. And this is the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. On this podcast, we talk about facing fear and emerging victoriously. This podcast was started three years ago and with the selfish, albeit my own selfish need to try to face my fear of public speaking. And so I decided, okay, I am going to become a public speaker, get on more stages and face my fear on a regular basis. And then also I wanted to talk with as many people as possible who were having success and find out how did they do that? Even though I know that they were afraid, because guess what? We all have to face fear in order for us to have maximum growth, in order for us to have our success and in order for us to be able to unleash our greatness. These are facts. These are facts. And so I am just super excited because we are entering into another year. By the time that this episode airs, it will already be the new year. Matter of fact, at the time that I'm recording, this is actually already New Year's Eve in Guam. And I will be into the new year, uh, a little bit before uh, several of my um, supporters and listeners in the United States mainland. So there you have it. 
So, you know, I entitled this episode Fearlessly Free and Formidable in 2022. And with good reason, because every single year, instead of having a resolution or a set of resolutions, really what I try to do is to have a theme word or words for that year. And it really is a, it helps to guide you through the year and really have smaller um, attainable items that you can achieve as you go along through the year. And then when you look back at the end of the year, it is a tremendous, tremendous success because then you can look and say, oh my, I truly lived up to the theme of this year. I truly was able to accomplish the things that I set out to do this year. Instead of having these big new year's resolutions. And then, you know, you sign up for the gym and then you go to the gym like once or twice, maybe you go for the whole month of January, but then come February, you know, you, there are all these excuses. There's all these reasons why you can't go to the gym anymore. And then before you know it, that dream that you had of being physically fit by a certain time has now faded away right now. You're a couple months into the year and things have faded away. I don't want that for you. I want you to have the things that you deserve and you deserve everything, all the good, positive things. You deserve that. And so part of getting to that place is to have a theme for your year. And it's a mindset. It is literally a way to trick your psyche into believing the thing before it happens. And when you do that, you get a manifestation of your item that you're dreaming of or that you're looking forward to. So I want you to be able to crush that. And so this is part of that. So where does fear come into this? Fear is the crux of all of this, right? Because it is our fear that typically holds us back from achieving our goals. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if you think about even uh, if you are as an adult, you think, skill. Okay. So say, for example, I didn't learn how to drive until I was 22 years old. Why? Because I lived in New York city. I never had to drive and I took the train everywhere. And then when I went to college, um, I had friends that had cars. And so I never had any reason to learn to drive. It wasn't until I was getting ready to go to medical school and I had to get a car because my medical school is in Buffalo and I had to get back and forth to class and all these things. And there was no on-campus housing like I did have when I was in college. And also I had to make sure I could get to the different hospitals during my third year for my rotations. So albeit I had to learn how to drive. Now I had a fear, right? Granted, I was very young, so young, 22 is young. And I still had this fear. I had a fear of making a mistake on the road because I knew that the stakes were high, right? If you have an accident on the road, it could be something minor, or it could be something major and it could cause somebody to be maimed. It could cause myself to be maimed. It could cause somebody their life. And so I understood the danger, the risk of getting behind the wheel. And I was fearful. Okay. I was fearful and it was, it took, you know, it took me several more lessons, I would say, than probably it should have for me to learn how to drive. And it happened though. And why did it happen? Because I was forced 
to face that fear because of necessity. Okay. I had to learn how to drive because I had to go off to medical school. I had to be able to drive while there. And so that forced me to face that fear and get to that point where I was able to maneuver in this new skill. Now, fast forward a few years, right? So I'm already driving, been driving for for several years. And then I get a standard vehicle, a, a manual transmission vehicle. Now, a manual transmission, if you've ever driven it, oh my gosh, so much fun. I love driving manual cars. They are absolutely amazing. Now, with full disclosure, it wasn't the very first time that I had tried to drive a manual car. When I was about 19 years old, I was back in Jamaica for a short while. And during that time, I took driving lessons and the only cars available were standard cars. And the steering wheel was on the other side because they drive on the left-hand side there because it's more like the British um, system. And so so I had an introduction to it, but that was also in a parking lot or I never actually got on a road with this, you know, with, you know, practicing with this. And so very different scenario, much more controlled scenario. So, you know, now we're at the situation where, and I'll give you a little bit of backstory. So what happened was I, my car, my original car that my mom sacrificed greatly for me to be able to have, it was a Ford Escort. Okay. It's green Ford Escort, four-door vehicle. Um, I don't even know what year it was, but it was, uh, it was the older one. Right. And it was my, that was my baby. That was a, the, that was a car that was through thick and thin, got me back and forth to class, got me back and forth to the hospital, all the things, you know, back and forth to New York city. When I drove home, just amazing. Right. But of course the car was automatic, right? Cause most cars are automatic. And so I did not want to give my car up because it had sentimental value. My mom sacrificed greatly for me to get that car. I just did not want to give it up. So there I am, you know, I'm all the way. So now I told you I got the thing before medical school. So I had it all throughout medical school. I took a year off. I went and did the Howard Hughes um, uh, program at NIH. So I was there for a year and then I came back and I finished up medical school and then I get uh, matched to Duke University Medical Center for residency and I go to residency and I'm there I am in residency and everything's going fantastic. And I would say, I think it was my second year. I was on my way to take my, um, there's an exam that you take every, every year. It's kind of like the boards. Um, I forget what they're called now. It's not a shelf exam. It's called shelf exam in med school, but something else in residency. Anyway, it was the annual exam, the annual competency exam. And I was getting ready to go to my exam and, you know, I'm on the highway and I'm literally right about to get off the exit to go to the hospital. And I just hear, cook. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Okay. What is that noise? And then the car no longer was in my control. I was like, OMG, this is not good. So thankfully, I had the wherewithal and the um, reflex to actually just kind of steer the car over to the shoulder. Mind you, I was in the farthest, furthest lanes. I was in the overtaking lane, and I think it was like a three-lane highway. 
And so I had to get all the way across. Thank goodness there wasn't a lot of traffic coming all the way across. And I'm like pretty much almost at zero miles an hour at this point. And I get all the way over to the shoulder. And then the car absolutely just stops like dead stop. Can you say that I was fearful? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you say that when I heard the clunk, I was fearful? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. And so thankfully, we were in the age where we had cellular phones and I was able to get assistance, someone to come and pick me up and take me to the hospital. Shout out to Dr. Lee Benjamin, because he's the one that helped me out that day. I don't know if he remembers this, but shout out to you, Dr. Benjamin. And so, you know, anyway, I went and I took the test and everything. But the whole point of that is that, you know, I was in a position where, oh my goodness, this car is stopping in the fastest lane on this highway. And how am I going to get it to a safe point without injuring myself or injuring somebody else. So there was fear involved in that experience for certain. And thankfully we had a positive outcome. But I tell you that story because that is the reason why I even got another car. I was not going to get another car. I was made every intention of when I got, actually I guess it was third year because I was literally, I literally had already um, made a plan to go to Michigan after, after Duke. And I had already, you know, kind of looked at everything. And I was telling my um, fiance at that time, my husband, that I wasn't going to get another car because there's no need to spend that kind of money, et cetera, et cetera. And I was going to keep that car because we had no payments on it. Okay. So granted, I was forced now into getting a new car. So I started looking around for cars. And we found a Honda Civic. It was like a value pack Honda Civic. So of course, I'm like, I want something reliable and I want something that's going to last a duration. But I also didn't want anything that was going to be costly because I, you know, I'm kind of frugal with my money. Right. So and and obviously at the time I was on a very fixed income. And so I had to be very judicious with that income. And so that is the reason why I chose that car. So the the cheapest, I shouldn't say the cheapest, the most inexpensive version of this vehicle was a manual vehicle, right? So I was like, I'll take it. Knowing full well that I could not drive the thing, I still took it because I knew that, you know, that was going to be the best value. And that's a little ironic because the name is Value Pack, right? It's like a Honda Civic Value Pack VP. And I got the car with manual everything. It had air conditioning because that's a necessity in North Carolina. And, um, but it had no, it had the windows were manual, the doors were manual, the transmission was manual. So that was, that was how I ended up having to trial by fire, learn how to drive a six shift car. Okay. So can you say fear? And can you say fear when I had to like drive the thing off the lot? And like, I had to like, just drive it. Like I had to just keep going. There were times when I had to, I had to use the emergency brake while on a hill because my hill starts were crap. I mean, there were times when I was rolling back and freaking out in traffic. There were so many instances where the fear of, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm doing this 
became extremely, extremely real. But in the end, like everything that we put ourselves out there and do, there was tremendous growth. And I became a boss at driving a stick shift car. And I love that car. And I drove it for years until sadly, on my way home from work one day, I come and I work night shifts, if you don't know this. Um, but uh, on my way home from work one day, I was stopped at a stoplight and somebody was driving at about 50 miles an hour. I guess she was looking at her phone or something. I don't know what, but she ended up not seeing the light was red and she slammed into the back of my car. And my dreams of having a vehicle that with no car payment, that is fun to drive, my stick shift vehicle, my first vehicle that I personally purchased were dashed because she totaled my car. But cars are replaceable. As you know, people are not. So I'm just super grateful that in that accident, my children weren't in the back seat because at the time we had the car seat in the back. And, you know, it was possible that we could have been going somewhere and it could have been not after our shift. And so, you know, we, one of our children could have been injured. And so that I am extremely grateful for. But the car, you know, was totaled. So and then we haven't had another standard car since it's just been, uh, you know, they're fun to drive. I don't know. So anyway, my whole point is, you know, here I was with this fear of driving, period. Then I had to face another fear of a stick shift vehicle driving out the lot and just driving it out into the wild, I guess, even though I was not adept at it. I had the basic principles, but I wasn't adept. But what happens? You do it anyway, right? You do it anyway, and then you see amazing things result as a consequence of that. And so I am telling you these stories because I want you to think about what fear you are going to face in 2022. What is your word, your theme for 2022 going to be? So mine, and I kind of share this with you, is formidable. That's mine. This past year, 2021, was fearless. The year before that was um, empowered, right? And so, you know, each time as we go along in our lives, if we're not constantly working on ourselves, we're not constantly looking for ways to make ourselves better so we can make the world better, then we're just standing still. We're like a stone. And what's the point of that, right? You don't get to enjoy things. You don't get experiences. You don't get, you don't get exposures. You don't get to meet people. You don't get to talk to other individuals and learn things and grow in incredible ways and be exposed. I think that that is so important. Of course, my opinion. And so, you know, I want to talk now to, to you. I want you to think about this. Definitely think about what fear you'll face in 2022. And I also want you to think about what is your word? What is your theme for 2022? And then once you have established that, you can do a framework. Okay, notice I didn't say resolution. You can do a framework around that. What can I accomplish or what can I start doing in January towards accomplishing or living out the theme of my year? What can I do in February that will help me to live out the theme for my year, et cetera, et cetera. And then before you know it, you have an incredible framework for a fantastic year. 
And it's all going to be doable because you are going to be able to hit those benchmarks with ease. Why? Because you have a motivation, you have a theme that you're working with, and you have what it takes. So I hope that that is encouraging you to go ahead and do that. Face that fear in 2022. Make that commitment to your theme because you can make it happen. And I'm super excited to hear about what it is that you decided and how it is that you plan to accomplish it. So in that same vein, I wanted to kind of touch on something that, um, so I have a millionaire mentor and a part of my technology company, and I say technology company only because it's not, it's not like a, when I say technology company, I think a lot of people think that it is, um, you know, kind of like uh, computers and, and um, devices, but it's not actually that. It's, it's really a lifestyle company that uses technology to make your lifestyle better. And so, you know, we have services, we have um, items that are technology-based, but they, they enhance your lifestyle in one way or another. And so when I say tech company, that's what I'm referring to. So anyway, in my tech company, our team has a millionaire mentor and he and his wife, their actual goal is to create um, a wealth transfer. Okay. So their goal is to help 10,000 families bring in at least $2,500 in residual income each month. Like that's their goal. And obviously as a result of that, if, if you're, they're able to do that, they're able to help others to do a similar thing, right? Contributing to the 10,000. And so once they are doing that, then inevitably they will likely create what we call thousand years, right? So there will be people who will be thousand years. And the more people you help to become a thousand year is the more you are inching closer towards becoming a millionaire yourself. So it's very much a huge pay forward that benefits everybody, right? Okay, fantastic. So anyway, so every Monday we have a millionaire mindset call. And in this call, we tackle things that are going to help us to be on that path towards becoming wealthy, right? I mean, obviously money is not the only way you become wealthy, right? We all, we all know that. So wealthy in the mind, wealthy in the pockets. There you go. How about that? And so there's always some deep dive into an area of the mindset. There is usually some kind of um, didactic that teaches us how we can think like somebody who has a lot. Okay. And again, I know that having a lot of money does not mean that you're wealthy. I get that. That's, I'm just talking, I'm also talking in the framework of, you know, the more money you have is the more impact you can make is the more people you can help. Like that's the framework I am speaking in. And so anyway, so this, this particular week, he had a really great lesson and he talked about, you know, what he asked us basically our question, like what, why are you addicted to failure? Right. And immediately as he asked that question, the first thing I thought of is because we have fear. 
of course, because that's my angle, right? That's what I think about most. And so, you know, then the next phase was, okay, so if you know you're addicted to failure when you exhibit certain qualities. And so if you can identify these qualities, then guess what? You can change those things. And then ultimately you can change the addiction to failure and those fear facing activities that will get you out of being crippled by fear become clear. And then you can do those things. And then ultimately, guess what? You will have success. You will be fearlessly free and formidable in 2022, right? You just will. It's inevitable. And so what are some of the things? I'm only going to give you five because he went through quite a few. And so the first one is that you're addicted to failure because you're constantly seeking approval of others. Oh my goodness. Is this not true? This is so true for all of us. Everybody does. We all are looking for approval. We look for approval from our parents. We look for approval from our children. We look for approval from our friends, from our peers, everywhere in our 360 degree angle of our lives. We are constantly looking for approval. But why? Why are we seeking approval? We are seeking approval because we are afraid to set the bar ourselves, to realize that we are enough. We do this because we feel like we need to compare ourselves to others, not keeping into account that my page three may be somebody's cover page. Somebody else's middle of the book may be my cover page. I cannot compare myself to somebody else. You cannot compare yourself to somebody else. Now, if you're using somebody else's success as a benchmark to see how, you know, did they leave clues as to how they got there? That's a different ballgame. But your situation is unique. How your path pans out is unique. And so for you to seek approval based on somebody else's experience doesn't make sense doesn't make sense. And it's only going to make you feel badly. It's only going to do that. And so if you are constantly seeking approval, instead of having that inner drive, that inner approval, like you, you accept yourself, you're like, I am awesome. And I'm going to continue to work on myself. So I continue to be even more awesome. That is the only approval that you need. So I'm hoping that that is something that is, that is providing you value because I feel like that was something that I needed to hear as well. And, you know, it is just so real. The next thing is number two, you're afraid to make mistakes. Now, this is just human nature. We're afraid to make mistakes. Like this is just, just this truth right? We're afraid to try the thing because we feel like, oh, I'm not going to be good at it. So I'm going to make a mistake. Okay. But in the grand scheme of things, what is your mistake going to have a consequence for? Just keeping things in perspective. For me as a physician, if I make a mistake, it is somebody's life. Okay. So those mistakes are high stakes mistakes. Now, there's a reason why in order to become a physician, you train, you study, there are many, many hours of practice so that 
the chances of you making a grave mistake are minimized and even not present, right? Now, can you still make small mistakes? Absolutely. How many times will you make that mistake that cost somebody's life? Usually not, right? If you, and this is all with the caveat that you're of sound mind, you know, you're in good, good mental health, all that stuff. Like it is just not going to happen, right? But if you're talking about starting a business, for example, I got to tell you that I've started many businesses. How many of them do I still have? Probably just two. Actually, no, actually just two. I've started several. And did I make mistakes? Oh my gosh, every, every day. Do I make mistakes still? Yes, I still make mistakes. Matter of fact, this year, 2021, I made several mistakes and I had to learn from each one of them. You know, when we look at mistakes as a stop, as a cul-de-sac, as a end point, that is when the fear wins. Instead, if you look at the mistake as learning experiences, and not really a mistake, but actually, I would say a misstep, okay? So this is the thing that's going to teach you that this particular item or this particular thing is not going to work in the way that you think. It may still work, but just not how you think. That is the joy and that is the benefit of making mistakes. When you were learning to walk, guess what? You weren't worried about making a mistake and falling on your butt. You were just focused on learning how to walk. You know, babies don't think about that. They fall so much. They're constantly falling as they're learning to walk. And they still, you know, they do. They just get back up. They get back up and they keep trying because they understand without even being told that you have to make mistakes in order to grow. Like it's impossible. You have to kind of fail forward a little bit in order for you to grow and make things happen. So we cannot let the fear of making mistakes stop us from doing the thing, right? Again, doing that thing. And in that same vein, number three is dreams with not goals. All the time we do this. Oh, my dream is to whatever, fill in the blank. But yet there are no action steps towards that. There's no framework. I don't like to say like plan because sometimes plan gets a little rigid, you know, framework or outline or, you know, action steps, right? This is the key. You want to have action steps. You can have a dream all day long. Matter of fact, the place where the most dreams are located, and I don't mean to be morbid, is a cemetery. All those dreams never got realized. Why? Because people were afraid to take a step they were afraid to put themselves out there. They were seeking others' approval and they didn't want to do that thing because they were worried that their family might say, you, why are you trying this new thing? Or they're worried that their friends might say, are you starting another business again? Or are you trying a different career again? It's crazy. Like why? You should not let your dreams get deferred because you choose not to take action. Take action. Dreams without goals are dead. Just like what happens if you take them to the grave. And again, sorry to be morbid. But I kind of want to get that point out and make it really graphic. <laughs> All right. So the number four is fear stops you from taking opportunity. 
And this one is one that many of us are guilty of, okay? We may see, we may have asked for a version of this opportunity. We may not have asked for this specific opportunity, or we may not realize that by taking the opportunity, it would then open up an avenue for later on down the road, allowing for you to realize that dream and taking action on that goal. Now, this is so true for a lot of us. Like we tend to quickly say no before thinking about, well, you know, maybe if I take this opportunity, I might be able to help somebody else down the road, or I may be able to get to where I need to go, right? Or I'm able to make, able to make the impact that I am wanting to make in this particular area or on this particular situation. So fear recognizes, and it's all that like, all that primal um, re resistance or primal response that we have where, you know, it's like your brain is saying, oh, wait, hold on. You're about to do something that we're not, we're not comfortable with. Like you're getting out of that comfort zone again. Don't do it. Don't, don't go there. You know, and then we miss an opportunity. So don't let fear do that to you. Don't let fear stop you from the opportunities that can more than likely lead to more opportunities and then ultimately lead to realization of the dream or the visualization of where you want to be happening, okay? And then the fifth one is, uh, five is pay more attention to entertaining yourself than improving yourself. Like this is a recipe for being addicted to failure. Like seriously, it's like you would rather sit back and watch Netflix and watch binge watch all your Netflix shows instead of, you know, going out, taking a class and learning a skill. Perhaps during the pandemic, well, you had an opportunity to have a whole bunch of time on your hands, right? So perhaps that was the case. You know, you have to ask yourself, what did I do at that time? Did I come out of the pandemic with or come out of that year 2020 with a new skill? Did I come out of 2021 with a new skill? Did I come out of 2021 having grown in an area or two, having made an impact in an area or two? Or did I just kind of sit back and say, oh, well, you know, the world's going to pot, so I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here and watch television. And there's nothing wrong with watching television. There's nothing wrong with watching it. I'm just saying that when it starts to take over and supplant your opportunities for growth, that's when it is a sign that you're addicted to failure. Because then you are no longer doing the action steps needed in order for you to be better than you were yesterday. If you do the action steps and you've already done them, there's absolutely nothing wrong with then entertaining yourself. It is problematic when you are presented with an opportunity, for example, you want to be better at a skill and you know that you can get a coach that will get you from point A to point B faster learning that skill than if you try to like YouTube it or like um, Google search it and try to figure it out on your own. You know, that costs time. 
And, you know, if you would rather do that instead of just paying the person, getting to the point faster, probably getting further along in the skill set than if you were to do it on your own, that's fine. That is where you're taking an action step towards getting to your realization of your dream, okay? Versus just saying, oh, you know what? Forget it. It's too much work. I have to do too much work. I'm not even going to bother doing that. I'm just going to plop down my X amount of dollars here and just watch Netflix. Again, I'm not saying anything's wrong with binge watching on Netflix. All I'm saying is, wouldn't it be better to work on yourself, get yourself in a better place? Not that you're bad, but I'm saying getting yourself in an even greater place where you can make even greater impact versus having your dream go to become humus along with you, right? Right? I'm just saying. So anyway, these are just five of the things that can be indicators that perhaps you are addicted to failure. And they all are dun, 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 based and rooted in fear. So the moment you make the decision to face your fears, you will be able to like, bing, 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 like knock all of these out the box and emerge victoriously and be able to get to where you need to go, accomplish your goals, accomplish your dreams, and take all action steps necessary in order to make 2022 a fearlessly free and formidable year. So I hope that was helpful. I try to like put a little more structure to this and share what I got from the Millionaire Mindset phone call on Monday of this week. And then other thing I wanted to share really quickly is, um, well, actually two more things. Um, the one thing that I want to share really quickly was, um, you know, part of, part of like us pushing ourselves out of our comfort zones and really you know, getting to that point where we're constantly facing fear and doing something a little scary every single day is going to be the thing, the catalyst that's really going to propel us through this year. It's really going to propel us to really become the great individuals that we are destined to be. Okay. And so in that same vein, um, we did a thing, my team and I did a thing and we started a Facebook community specifically for women in healthcare, healthcare professionals. And, you know, our goal in this particular community is to just really um, help women in healthcare to have some things to play. Okay. So we're talking about having balance or maybe imbalance, but a tempered imbalance because clearly there's not a true balance, right? Because there are times when you have to prioritize what you do professionally for a short while and then go back to prioritizing what you do in life for a short while. And over time, there's balance. It may not necessarily be balanced on a daily basis. So just keeping that in mind. So there's the life aspect. Then there is the health aspect because what we do as a profession and we help other people, oftentimes we forget or we neglect ourselves. And there is no point in pouring from an empty cup, right? This is something that has been said umpteen times and it is truth. 
Because if your cup is not full, you are not healthy, you are not well, right? How can you possibly help somebody else? How can you possibly make the impact that you need to in your field? And so we definitely appreciate the fact that as women in healthcare, we have unique challenges. And part of that is the balance of life the balance of health, and then the thing that we really don't talk about that much, which we should talk about a whole lot more. And I'm very encouraged that there are more and more of us speaking about this, but the financial freedom that we also need to possess. And that may look different to different people. And it's just knowing that there are many options for us and identifying those options and then making decisions about which ones are right for us so that we can have financial freedom. So we do not feel tethered to what we do every single day. So we have the freedom to be able to serve without the, I don't want to say, um, I like to call them golden handcuffs, but maybe that's not the appropriate term, but you don't want to ever feel like the only reason why you're going to work and serving your people is because you have bills to pay. Yes, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Boom. So you always want to be in a situation or you want to try to get to a situation where the, the reason why you're giving, the reason why you're serving is not because you have to, but because you want to. And so financial freedom affords you that, right? I look at that affords freedom. Financial. Um, so anyway, the group is specifically for women healthcare professionals, and it is on Facebook. And um, I have been sending out invites to several in my network. Um, but if you know a woman who is in healthcare, who is perhaps interested in this particular kind of community, then please have her. Um, try to basically have her go to the the link and the link is essentially have her go to uh, Facebook and look up the group women healthcare professionals and that will lead you to the group and basically we have some questions that we like answered prior to being approved as a member and what you can put for where did you hear about the group is you heard about it on the fearless freedom without the g podcast okay And so we definitely want to grow a very strong community. We're very protective of our community, which is why we have you answer questions, because we want to make sure that, you know, when you come into the community, that you're truly going to be able to give and you're also going to be able to get a lot because it is specifically for you. Right. So um, that is the Women Healthcare Professionals Facebook group. I look forward to uh, hopefully uh, meeting you in there. And this particular podcast episode is actually being live streamed in the group. So hello, awesome ladies who are in the group right now. I just want to shout out to you. You are incredible. And I am so excited for everything that we have planned for this year coming up here in 2022. Um, I know we're still in 2021, but like, um, by the time this airs, it'll be 2022. I just wanted to share with you uh, one thing that um, we are going to be looking at this month. Well, looking at in January. And the theme for January is going to be um, 
Uh, we're hoping to do like a vision board uh, workshop and kind of help us to set some goals, goal setting and um, vision planning for the year 2022. So looking forward to that. That should be pretty cool and exciting. And I am definitely looking forward to getting to know each and every one of you and um, making this community absolutely fantastic for you. And for those who are listening on a podcast, you know, again, if you are a woman in healthcare and you are interested in such a community, please, like I said, go to Facebook and look up women healthcare professionals and answer the questions. And we and make sure that you put heard about it on the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. Okay, cool. All right. And then so the last thing I said, two things, right? The last thing is I wanted to plug the podcasting course. Now, if you have a business, if you have a cause, if you have something that you would like to reach the ears of your tribe, podcasting is a fantastic way to do that. Why? Because if you think about it, you know, you can make a video and like, this is going to be a video on the YouTube channel, right? After this is all said and done, like we have the podcast episode that's going to be aired, um, actually in a couple of days. So it'll be on the 2nd of January. And, you know, we have the, uh, you know, so we have it available in that format. We also have it available as a video on the YouTube channel, and then we have it, it'll be available also on the Facebook page, right? Because being is being live streamed to the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G Facebook page. But you can't like take, you can't like have a video running while you're in the car, right? You're you're headed somewhere. You want to learn something or you want to hear your favorite um personality or you want to hear, you want to learn from somebody, right? If you can have them in your ear, that's so much more convenient. That is so much more powerful. It is such an intimate experience to listen to somebody that you respect and that you support. It is, it's, it's an amazing thing. So that's what podcasting does for you. So whether you have a business or you have a nonprofit, or if you have something that you, a cause that you're trying to basically get the word out about, podcasting might be the thing, right? It might be the thing that can help you to ex express that content to the masses. Because let's think about this. There are a ton of people that are on social media, granted. Yeah. But they're, they are distracted by so many things while they're on social media, right? They have this, this ticker bar or whatever this thing is called, a sidebar, where all these ads and things will pop up. And it will take their attention away from listening to you. Whereas if they're listening to you already, they've already committed to listening to you. Okay. You're in their air. You have a relationship. And so that is just more powerful than a video. I mean, a video is great because I like to say hi to you all and everything, but it's, it's definitely podcasting is, is powerful and it is a formidable resource, right? It is definitely so very powerful resource. And, you know, I was, I was looking at some stats the other day because I try to keep up on the stats related to podcasting and, you know, podcasting is just continuing to balloon in its growth. Like it has just been amazing. The amount of growth, the, the growth has been so tremendous that all of these entities are, are seeing it and they're trying to get a piece of the action, right? 
so Spotify is like doubling down. They're they're actually adding video to their their podcasts. I mean, all the things they're doing all the things because they understand that podcasts are powerful and there are more people listening to podcasts than there are people on social media, right? So why not? Why not do it? Anyway, I'm telling you all this because I'm trying to convince you that if you're interested in learning how to podcast, I have a podcasting course. So my podcasting course is uh, self-directed in the sense that I have created videos that will take you through all the different steps. And then in addition to that, I have a group coaching session that is available to you um, throughout the course. And you can go from not having anything, no idea, no concept to having a fully done podcast at the end of the time. And so we suggest six weeks, but you know, it's up to you how long it takes. My advice is to just make it happen. Do all those things I said before. Don't be afraid to make mistakes, you know, um, taking advantage of opportunity and, you know, just really diving in and making it happen. So um, the podcast course is called a podcasting launch course for professionals. And I will drop the link for that in the show notes. But uh, definitely would love to have you if you are interested in something like that. I would love to get to know you better because that would be a great opportunity for me to get to know you. So anyway, I just want you to have success. And if podcasting is one way in which you can do it, then I want to help you to get there faster and to get farther in that journey. And so all of this, I'm telling you, so whether it is that you're going to be embracing your word or your theme for 2022, or you are going to be setting a vision, having action steps, you're going to be looking and seeing which one of the five items I mentioned is holding you back and is fear is crippling you with, and you are going to take some fair facing actions and make it happen, then I am so excited to hear that. If you're a female in the healthcare professions and you want the community participation with the Healthcare Professionals Women's Group, happy to have you hit us up on Facebook. If you are looking to start a podcast and you want some assistance with that, I am happy to assist you with the podcasting launch course. No matter what you decide, it is my hope for you that you will identify the fear that you will face in 2022 you will take the actions necessary to face that fear and you will emerge absolutely positively, unapologetically free. All right, this is Dr. G and I will catch you next time. Have a great week.